Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Standard Protocol. I'm your host, Matt Sutter. Thank you for tuning in over the holiday season here. We are recording this one on Christmas Eve, so hopefully you are all about to spend some downtime with your families, uh, celebrate the holidays, and uh, stay safe out there, whatever you do. Uh, We appreciate all of your support over the last few weeks. Uh, SoundCloud, YouTube, especially Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts has been huge lately. Uh, We've gotten a huge followership out there, and uh, New York City is still our top city, so I'm glad we're reaching folks on the East Coast out there. Uh, we also appreciate all of your emails, standardprotocolpodcast at gmail.com, standardprotocolpodcast at gmail.com. We have gotten a lot of correspondences from people uh, ranging everything from uh, we're, you know, we're striking a nerve with them because we are, we're describing their, their workplace environment to a T. Uh, it's unproductive. It's unhealthy. There's a lot of of cronyism and things going on that uh, just uh, don't don't make it seem like a fair and equitable place to work and people are looking at uh, you know what their next step may be. So uh, one of the things that I wanted to focus on with this particular episode since we've gotten so many correspondences about uh, the negatives and in the last few episodes we have uh, largely focused on the negatives of some of our employers out there uh, but we wanted to touch on some of the positive things and some of the things you should look for if you're looking at shifting gears or changing jobs right now. Uh, what are some of the traits out there that the companies that are going to treat you well have? And uh, a colleague of mine actually uh, did some research into this and sent this over to me. And so I want to give him a tip of the cap. Uh, but I also wanted to uh, share this with you and um, kind of compare and contrast uh, what you're seeing at other companies and what you're seeing at the one you're currently at and if it's worth making the move or not. Uh, some of the things you should be looking into into if you are um, out there, you know, playing the field, looking to see what else is out there as far as employment, uh, consider, uh, number one, consider the company's investment in their employees' professional growth and education. As people are promoted, others need to be prepared to move up into the ranks, trained and confident to handle new responsibilities. Knowing your employer will invest in your future is a major motivator, and that is spot on. Um, Again, you know, one of the things that we saw in our old organization, uh, you know, promotions weren't necessarily... Uh, done based on uh, qualifications or uh, the best possible fit for the position. They were based on kind of the cronyism and the the, the good old boy system and um, not necessarily based on who was going to be the best fit for the, the agency as a whole, but who was going to be the best fit for a few people in a few positions. And so um, that's something to consider. Um, a company's investment in their employees' professional growth and education, that is huge. And um, a company that that takes time to train you, that has uh, numerous training opportunities. You know, I'll go back to an email that we received a few weeks ago. Uh, Sarah from Omaha wrote in and and stated that, you know, her company, they they often uh, have leadership training and seminars and things that you can attend on the company's expense uh, because they know how important that is. If you go, you learn those things, you bring them back to the company, you help teach them and convey them to those people around you. That is going to make the entire team better as a whole. And so valuing that growth in you as opposed to being threatened 
by having employees that know too much about leadership or know, um, you know, more than some of the upper command knows, uh, that can be uh, what we run into at times. You have people in higher ranks that are threatened by younger people trying to learn the best possible leadership traits out there. And so by not allowing them to attend that training and not allowing them to, um, you know, enhance themselves, that is uh, really a form of suppression. And we've talked about that before on this show, uh, those suppressive type leaders and how that's never really healthy. But the second point, um, is the company culture a good fit for you? And in addition to meeting goals and general profits, they should aim to be good corporate citizen, be aware of environmental concerns, and contribute to the local community and help employees when they're faced with challenges. And that's a huge fit too. Where does where does the company that you're looking at or, or your, your company, if you're evaluating your own company that you're at right now, where does the company fit into the community? And are they doing a lot to give back to their community? Are they encouraging you to get involved with things that will help give back to the community? Or are they the type of company that is just looking out for their bottom line and their profits, and they're not necessarily encouraging that engagement or uh, to be um, involved from a community perspective. Um, you always look at uh, companies that are uh, you know well rooted in headquarter cities and things like that, where they are donating money to special interest groups. They are trying to move communities forward. They're um, they have community outreach initiatives where they're they're making connections within the community. And those are the type of companies that typically are the most respected in their areas. And the employees, generally speaking, are the most fulfilled because they know that what they're doing is about more than a bottom line. It's about more than a profit. It's about changing lives and having a good stake in the community in which they reside. And so um, that's a tremendous uh, asset if you have a company that is doing that that right and they are um, they, they do establish that culture of of being out there and serving the community as opposed to just serving uh, their own bottom line that that is uh, that's definitely a company you're going to want to work for so uh, third point of emphasis here is is it an enjoyable place to work creativity thrives in fun positive atmospheres where team members enjoy each other share responsibilities and help out in times of need and generally enjoy coming to work. And, uh, you know, you, if you think of uh, the tech startups in Silicon Valley and, uh, you know, Pike Place Fish Market in Seattle, those companies strive to ensure employees have extra perks that make the job more enjoyable. And, um, you know, I, I recall uh, being out touring the Facebook facility in uh, Menlo Park, California, a few years ago, and just seeing the, uh, you know, the guys taking a taking a break to go out and shoot hoops during the day or having uh you know lounges and down rooms where you can go to to decompress for a while before you go back to your desk and and you know get your work done and things like that where companies are really um looking out for their employees well-being they're looking out for their mental health they're looking out for um you know, just they're 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 in, they're giving you those extra perks to make you feel more valued and and well rounded 
at work and well rested and and just allowing you time to decompress and and recharge when you need to those are the companies that that are um, not only you know you, you look at a company like Facebook where they're they're just killing it uh, around the world um, that that's because that that you know that workforce is productive every day it's not because they're they're just you know killing their downtime and not getting anything done and not being productive on a daily basis. They're actually out there working hard. They're getting a lot done and they're treating their employees as though they're well, well-valued members of the team. And, uh, they're giving them, you know, the, the things, the tools and the things that they need to be successful. And so that's one of those things you should look at is a company really investing in those employees. And are they investing in infrastructure within the organization to allow allow uh, team members that downtime to allow them a healthy and positive work environment to, um, you know, you know, create, create an environment where uh, working every day is not the only thing that we're looking for out of our people. It's, it's people who are comfortable while they're working and enjoying work is really what, what is actually worth more than the actual job they're getting done in, in and of itself. So um, I think that's an area where uh, we should all strive to be better is just understanding the needs of our employees and uh, giving them those perks that they need to feel valued and to be successful in the organization. Um, also, if it's, a, if it's an, atmosphere, an atmosphere where there's fear and retaliation, um, that is not going to be, uh, you know, people aren't going to be comfortable coming to work every day. That's not going to be a productive environment. And so we've talked about that at great lengths in the last few episodes, but it still is worth discussion because many environments like that still exist out there. So uh, the fourth, fourth point of emphasis here, strong leadership is invaluable. Having a manager who can mentor, advise, encourage, and teach goes a long way towards your professional growth and career development. You know, assess your leadership. Are these the types of people that um, they don't speak up about big issues? They don't tackle the big problems in the corporation. They only tackle the little things because those are easy and that's the low-hanging fruit. Meanwhile, we have bigger problems afoot that nobody's tackling, nobody's talking about, and everyone's just, uh, you know, hoping that things will get better on their own, which we all know that they won't. Um, are they are they there? Are they present and are they accessible? Um, or do they only, uh, you know, are they that figure that only shows up when there's a camera, you know, camera crew there so that they can take credit for all the things that the workforce has done? Um, that's the type of leadership that that typically uh, rubs its entire workforce the wrong way. And we see that a lot in major companies. We see that in the public sector. Uh, it's all over the place. So strong leadership, again, is invaluable. And just uh, take take time to assess that. Really do a deep dive into your leadership and what they're doing for you on a daily basis. Are they there for you? Are they accessible? Or are they just present when it's time to take credit or, uh, you know, get those sound bites in front of a camera where they get their face on the news? Is it all about them or is it truly all about you? A good leader will make it all about you all day long. A leader that is in it for themselves, they're the ones that show up, uh, you know, after the fact and they take credit for what you and your team have done. And they uh, basically, um, you know, they're, they're basically living off of your uh, accomplishments. They're not necessarily accomplishing anything of their own. And we, we've seen that time and time again as well. Uh, the fifth point of emphasis 
Work-life balance is so important to sustaining your relationships and your health. Knowing that your employer respects time off, your pursuits outside of work, and maintains a regular shift schedule makes a huge difference in your job satisfaction. And that's that's uh, a very solid point there. Um, we uh, we oftentimes get caught up in this: the more time I spend at work uh, debate, you know, the 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 better off I am, or the you know the more the more people see me and the more I'm around and, and, you know, if I'm always accessible and open to my team, um, the farther I'm going to go. And in a lot of cases that's true, but there also has to be a balance there where you're taking care of things at home. You're getting some downtime to decompress. You're doing things in life that you enjoy and that you want to do outside of work. And if your employer can't see that, that you need that balance and you need that break every now and then, then they're really not looking out for you and your best interest. They're looking out for the bottom line of the company. And that will, at some point, you know, you you can get by on that for a while, but at some point the wheels are going to fall off that. And at some point you're going to get tired, frustrated. Um, you're going to start looking to move on. And, um, you know, that's, that's something that a lot of us have been through and I, I will be the first to admit, you know, if I had the last 10 years of my career to do over again, I would have spent a lot more time at home and a lot less time chasing my career. Because at the end of the day, your organization, as much as you love your organization, it will never be capable of loving you back to the same extent because it is just an organization. It was there probably before you were. It will be there probably long after you are. And it doesn't have the same, you know, it's not going to fall in love with you like you're going to fall in love with it. So never fall into that trap. And that's one lesson that I had to learn the hard way over the years. Uh, Six point of emphasis, company ethics is another area to consider. You want to work with people who respect the rules, treat others fairly, and whose values align with your own. Many millennials feel strongly about working for an organization that supports social missions and cares for the environment. And, you know, there's... uh, there's a lot that goes into that as well. You know, the if uh, if an organization is uh, plagued with scandals, as uh, several in my area are right now, um, you know th- that that shows right there that people are cutting corners. They're not necessarily following the rules. There's not a high level of ethics being taught and being trained into the folks of that organization, and sometimes that you see that a lot at, in, within the lower ranks. There's a lot of backstabbing and things that go on for people to try to get their next promotion or their next specialty assignment or whatever the case may be. But um, the, it that really, I think, uh, starts at the top and it trickles down. And when you're seeing a lot of it in those lower ranks, it's because they feel that that's going to get them, you know, that's, that's going to get them where they want to go in the eyes of the leadership at the top. And so if you have leadership at the top that comes in, they're very ethical. They're not plagued with scandals. And, and when they, when they do have a scandal or something that comes up beyond their control, they get out ahead of it. They explain it. They articulate it in ways that people can understand. And, um, you 
you know, we, we all know that in any organization, there's going to be a bad actor from time to time. So there's going to be a scandal here or there that comes up. You can't avoid them all, but it's how the agencies handle that or the, or how the organization handles that, that really will tell you whether or not their leadership is in the right frame of mind. And if they try to sweep it under the rug, they're probably not taking it head on and they're probably not dealing it, uh, dealing with it at the, at the level that they should be. They're just doing the bare minimum to make it go away and to make it stop generating headlines. And that that doesn't mean you're fixing the root cause of the problem. It just means you're deflecting the attention of it and, uh, you know, brushing it off and hoping, hoping it goes away. And in many cases it does because we, you know, especially when things get out to the media, you know, there's a media has a very short short life cycle this day and age. They they may talk about something for a few days, but then they move on to the next topic that's much more flashy and, and you know, much more uh, devastating if it's a scandal type situation. Um, but at the end of the day, we have to remember that our organizations, our, our, our ethical existence is only as good as the leadership at the top. And so when the leadership at the top shows signs of weakness in those ethics, they're doing unethical things, they're doing things uh, to spite people, to get back at them, to settle old scores, that type of stuff bleeds down and you end up with uh, frontline people that are out there uh, doing things, cutting corners, making unethical decisions. And it really is symptomatic of bigger problems at the top, I found. So uh, that's one of the things that I would, uh, you know, just add to that point. Um, you know, company ethics, again, a huge thing to consider, but you've got to look top to bottom in that. And if, you, if you're seeing issues with ethics on the front lines, I guarantee you, you're going to have ethical issues at the top. That's just the way it goes. Uh, seventh point of emphasis here, diversity is also a strong value to many younger people. Seeing women in positions of power and working in teams that are diverse in terms of culture, gender, and race show an open-minded company culture that rewards merit and hard work. And that is 100% spot on. Um, my old organization, uh, all white male senior command, uh, they all came from a similar area in the agency. Uh, in fact, the same area of the agency. And so you get what you get. You get uh, all like-minded people uh, that aren't uh, considering diversity. They're they're only in it to, to keep their their group of, of yes men the, the same. And, and they're enabling a culture where diversity is not necessarily rewarded. And, um, you know, that's, uh, that's one of the key failures of my old organization is that, uh, they did not want diversity. They, they, um, you know, women and minorities historically over the years had never had good luck in the promotional processes. And I think over the years we had a lot of great men and women and men of, of different racial or ethnical backgrounds, uh, that should have been promoted and should have uh, climbed the ranks higher than they did. But that type of thing just wasn't, uh, there was nobody really pushing for that diversity. It was a white male driven organization 
situation and it still continues to be to this day, probably more so than it ever has. So um, there again, you've got to look at the upper echelon of any organization. And if you see that leadership that's diverse, uh, you're going to have diversity at all levels. If you see a predominantly white male driven organization, that's probably what you're going to get. And unfortunately, um, you know, it's in the year 2022, almost 2023 now, it it blows my mind that we're still having this conversation. Uh, but we have an organization uh, that I just came out of that is completely um, just not conducive to uh, women and minorities climbing through the ranks. It just isn't. And, um, you know, I don't know what it's going to take to change that. Uh, I feel like in my area and in a few other areas, there were commanders that understood that and leadership that, uh, tried to do their best to, to promote the most qualified people into those positions. Um, but at the, at the end of the day, um, you got to look at the organization as a whole. And if, uh, you know, if everybody's topping out at uh, the front lines or the middle management and nobody's nobody of uh, of a different ethnical background is making it to the top or you know nobody uh, that's female is making it to the top uh, that's a big red flag for most of us because we certainly have women and minorities that are much more capable than some of our white counterparts in these positions and they're just not getting a shot at them so you've got to step back and ask why that is. And my final point of emphasis for this conversation uh, is number eight. The company stability plays a big role, especially now, as we recover and reopen from the pandemic this year. Companies that are fiscally responsible and stable will still be around. That means you'll have a job when things improve. Make sure you comp- the company you're considering is making headlines for the right reasons and not raising red flags with legal issues and financial troubles. And, you know, there are a number of organizations that have failed during the pandemic. Is it strictly because of the pandemic or is it because of how they handled things and how they managed themselves through the course of the pandemic? I would say it's the latter. Um, you know, the pandemic uh, hit a lot of us hard, uh, especially small businesses. Um, but, uh, those that were, uh, you know, financially sound and stable, uh, they are still around. They're back open. They're doing business again. And those that were probably struggling to begin with uh, are probably not in existence anymore. So that's one thing to consider when you, you know, I mean, knowing what we know now about the pandemic and about COVID and how that all went down. Uh, we, we know a lot more than we did before, you know, 2020 when everything started to change. Um, looking, I, I never would have considered, you know, looking at a company and saying, okay, this company is, you know, one pandemic year away from not being in existence anymore. I never would have thought that would be a possibility that a pandemic would roll through and wipe out businesses, but it did. And knowing what we know now, we should be more cognizant of that when we're going into something. Um, If you have a a business, um, you know, and I was just uh, recently exposed to one here 
a few weeks ago that's been in existence since 1957. Um, there's probably a good chance that that business is going to survive. They've been through some ups and downs of some tough economical times. They uh, have weathered recessions. They've weathered, um, you know, I mean, how many wars have we been at over that time? Um, the economy, everything that tends to have an effect on the economy, look at, you know, 2007, 2008, when the housing market crashed, a lot of these companies uh, are still in existence and they weathered those times, even though they were tough times to weather. And so those are the companies that you want to try to hone in on because they have the broad enough reach that they can create those open environments where they value their employees because they know that the employees are the backbone of that company. And they're not just one bad year away from not being in existence. They are able to withstand trying times. They've done it before. They'll do it again. And they'll probably be around for uh, many years after we all are. So those are the types of companies that, that I would recommend looking into. Now, there's nothing wrong with startup companies. There's nothing wrong with small businesses that are relatively new. Uh, um, but that stability is always something that I'm a big proponent of when I'm looking for something. Um, if, a, if a company is uh, not well-rooted in the community and it's not, uh, you know, they're the type of company where they pack up their corporate headquarters every few years and move to a different state where there's different tax incentives and things like that, uh, that's just not the type of company that I want to be associated with. I want one that's been in the community for a long time, that's established itself, that's been through the ups and downs. They've been tried, they've been tested, and they've come out. They've come out on top. So, uh, things to consider if you're looking at moving on to something new. Um, you know, there's there's pros and cons to any organization, um, but I think just to sum up all of those points that I just mentioned, um, you really have to look at what's best for you and what what company is doing what's best for their employees because you know, you can come in, you, you can work for a company and you can give it your all every day, but if they don't value you and you don't feel respected, you're just not going to be happy there as opposed to working for a different company that values you, uh, encourages you to better yourself, to, uh, go to enhanced training, to take, uh, you know, more leadership courses on and things like that to develop you. Those are the types of environments where you're going to have a long, prosperous future and you are going to be set up for success. Um, you know, I never would have imagined in my in all my years uh, in my previous industry doing what I did that they would one day just discard me and throw me out, uh, throw me out the door and and send me on my way. Um, and that's why, you know, I go back to my earlier point, don't fall in love with your company because they're, they're never capable of loving you back the same way. The best you can do is look for those that take care of their employees and they're encouraging you to develop and jump on for the ride and do your best. And hopefully it pays off. Uh, so with that, we'll wrap that up. I just wanted to uh, give an opportunity for you to provide your feedback on anything that we just talked about. Standard Protocol Podcast at gmail.com. Again, Standard Protocol Podcast at gmail.com. And we will move on to our final topic of the day. So the last topic that I had today, I just wanted to circle back to uh, a topic that we covered in the last episode, promotional processes and how sometimes things aren't as fair and equitable as you'd like them to be in these organizations. 
Um, somebody reached out to me over uh, the weekend and uh, relayed to me that they had uh, once put in for a position uh, that was a uh, specialized specialty position that that really only they were the only one in the organization that was qualified to handle. And they were actually someone who was actually traveling nationally, training and teaching people on this particular topic. And uh, they interviewed for a specialized position in this particular area. And they were beaten out by someone who had zero experience, zero qualifications, and basically were just liked more by the administration than uh, the individual that that should have gotten the position. And um, this, this person relayed to me that that was a turning point in their career where it changed their attitude, it changed their outlook, it changed the entire uh, sentiment that they had about the organization and about things, uh, you know, it's, it's like I've always said, where you've got people who are exemplary performers and then something somewhere along the line, something happens to them, a triggering incident that happens to them that puts them, um, you know, in a downward spiral or into a slump in their performance. And um, this individual stated to me that that's, you know, pretty much what happened, where it was uh, an issue of um, just uh, not wanting to be with the organization anymore after they pass you up and they write you off like that. And so uh, oftentimes I think we as, as managers and as leaders, we have to be in tune with that. We have to be in tune with the bigger picture of our decisions and uh, the, the trickle-down effect that some of those decisions make. Yes, we may want somebody else in that position, but if they aren't the most qualified and you've got somebody that's been working a very long time to get to a certain point in their career and you deprive them of that, that can have catastrophic results as far as that employee and their productivity for you in the long run. So things to consider, keep that in mind. Um, just wanted to circle back on that since we talked at great lengths about it last week. And I did uh, hear from somebody this week that uh, said that's exactly what happened to them. And, and everything that we uh, reiterated last week was, was spot on. So uh, with that, we're going to close out the show today. Uh, again, have a happy holiday season. Be safe out there no matter what you do and feel free to drop us a line over the holidays here uh, standard protocol podcast at gmail.com standard protocol podcast at gmail.com and with that we want everyone to catch us on the next one this is episode 19 we're closing it out and we will see you on number 20 be safe out there and again happy holidays mm-hmm.